listen to our list It's our top five picks It's objectively subjective So listen along Our lists are never wrong It's not subjectively objective It's objectively subjective Objectively subjective that's right. Welcome to Objectively Subjective, a podcast where we objectively give you our subjective top five list on many different things, some current, some relevant, and others just because. I am one of your hosts, Paul Jansen, and I am joined by Blake Allen. <laughs> and this week's topic is top five automatons. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Automatons. Uh, automatons. Uh, this <laughs> that is not this week's top five list. Uh, not this week. Not this week. This week we're gonna have a little fun. We're gonna test some stuff out. Um, our top five this week is going to be our first ever music based uh, list because we think we think we've mastered a way to play songs for you guys as we list them because it's more fun that way. And you cer- mm-hmm. you certainly don't want to sing- hear us singing them. So, Well, yeah, I mean, if it boils down to it. Um, we'll do what we got to do. I mean, yeah. because we're here for the people. You exactly. Know, the pe- we do what we got to do. The people need us. So, uh, yes. So without further, we should probably tell you what our actual topic is. So initially we were going to do top five, cartoon theme songs and uh after further discussion we realized that a top five would not do that category justice Uh -uh. so we are going to save that for an extravaganza maybe a two-parter we might split it up we're going to discuss more details about that later very minimum we're we're going to do top 10 uh i don't know i think i think in order to do that one we're going to have to have a sleepover yeah and it's gonna have to be an all-day event so yeah we might have to bring in people too uh yeah but that's uh, it i I could tell you this like about the cartoon one you know how i make my preliminary list i Uh i I had 33 the last time i looked and uh i wasn't quite done and so i'm gonna have to somehow narrow 33 down to 10 with a couple of honorable mentions so we'll see how that goes it's gonna be fun it should be fun, man. I'm excited about that. I'm more, I'm more excited about that list than probably any list we've done. So, yeah, yeah that, that, same. That, that episode might end up being close to two and a half, three hours long. So <laughs> we're going to try to do that. on. A, we also want to do that at a day when we have more time to give to it. Uh, and then we, I don't know, we'll figure out what kind of format. I may split it up and release. We may give it all to you at once and just just splurge you and just. Mm. Well, you know, people are back at work, so. Yeah, so they might they have back on podcast. They're back on that podcast. I know I'm yeah. back on podcast. Yeah, especially with your uh, the way you have that new head wrap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the blue the blue ranger provides. Uh, uh, Vic provides. Vic provides. <laughs> uh, anywho, what our actual topic is this week? Our actual topic is uh, another set of theme songs. Our top five live action television shows. So this means literally anything that is live action and non-animated. Uh, real people. Real people uh, or just, non, just non-animated, non non-cartoons. So yeah. it can't be 
uh, it could be I sorry it could be kid shows it could be dramas it could be sitcoms uh, sketch shows it doesn't matter it could be literally anything the only stipulation was it can't be animated so <clears throat> that uh, still leaves literally thousands of options so <laughs> it still was a hard list it was a hard list I had I think I had about 17 uh, of them before I narrowed mine down um, so yeah it, it, it was a, a tough one and I I had to leave some off um, that I, when I when we get to those points in the show I'll explain why I left certain ones off and why I included certain ones uh, that's kind of the whole point Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking at a lot of lists for this one, like, like what people ranked for top 50 and stuff. And, you know, a lot of them, like you get to the top 10, most of them are like old theme songs. And yeah. like, I'm like, those are iconic. I get it, but I don't like them. I'm sorry. Hawaii five Oh is not on my list. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Same. I don't think I've ever watched Hawaii five. Oh, never so. watched one episode, but I know the song, not even the reboot. No. With the guy from Lost, yeah, the the Korean guy from Lost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I mean I, but it's funny though that I do know that theme song, so it is iconic, but it's not in my top five. Um, I will say this: do, now, do you think we're gonna have some crossovers? Uh, I know, I know, it. I think at least one on my list. Okay. I think at least one. Okay. Um, like I said, I knew for a fact of one that was gonna be on your list, and I left it off because while I like it, it's not my favorite. So right. I think we're gonna have two. You think we're gonna have two? I yep. think you, I think you might be surprised. Okay. Um, because I think I know at least three of them that are on your list, and I left another one off on purpose. Right. <laughs> we'll see. And we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, I'm hoping my number five is on your list. <laughs> you know what? Uh, matter of fact, since you know normally we rotate this, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll go first this time. Uh, just because you've been going first, uh, these last few times. So that's true. We're going to try to, we're trying to figure out, uh, how we want to do this format because Blake has not showed me his list and we're doing this via discord. Like we have the last few times. And so what he's going to do is he's going to give me when he gets to his list, he's when he gets to his number, like he'll Blake will go. My number five is, you know, the theme song to NYPD Blue, <laughs> and then I'll look it up. Wow, how did you perfectly guess that? Uh, well, <laughs> I, you know, it's like, oh uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's the theme song to Moesha. So I it's wanna... the theme song to Passions on uh, <laughs> WYFF4. Yeah, the uh, the uh, soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> These are the days of our lives. So that one is a banger, right? I would. <laughs> so what I'll I have to do when it's his turn is I'm gonna look it up. And then get the bot to play it, so it might come a little later. So I'm gonna ask you, Blake, should I do the same format for mine, or do you want me to just go ahead and drop the banger at the beginning and then explain why it's my number five after? I'll say you just go with what feels right. I think I want to drop the banger on you. And you go drop the banger. I want to drop the bangers on you one by one, and then explain because okay. I think it'd be more fun that way rather if I just tell you and you're gonna be like, mm. oh, okay, uh, this uh, unfortunately we can't do it that way for you yet. Yeah. Yet. We could do it that way for you if you did it on if you got on Discord on a laptop. That's true. We'll have to figure that out for a future uh, a future one. Yeah, I'm not very. I, I feel like when it comes to technology and like it, being responsible for that kind of stuff, I'm gonna mess the whole podcast up. Whenever we get together and jam, I can literally, I'll, I literally, 
uh, I will show you uh, how to do it. It takes five seconds. It's super easy. Okay. Um, so, without further ado, we're going to get into our top five. And All we're, right. we're going to start with my top five. So, uh, let me begin this process. Like I said, this is a, a new thing for us so it's going to be a work in progress <laughs> i've already <laughs> i've already messed it up hold on a second i'm going to drop this song here in a second all right so without further ado i'm going to play for you guys my number five live action tv theme song Oh yeah. I'm gonna lose sleep tonight. Thank you for being a friend. That's right. My number five is the theme to Golden Girls. <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is. Okay. There it is. So yeah. I grew up because you know, my, my mom watched the show a little bit. My grandma loved this show. Mm-hmm. And I kind of appreciated it as a kid. But watching it now as an adult, this show is hilarious. And uh, I have become a more big fan. And that song is just a banger. And, like I've had so many inside jokes with me and my wife about it. And like I just love the song. So now that that's been played and said, I'm going to give you a little background on the actual song itself so it's like i said it's from the sitcom golden girls which ran from 1985 to 1992 the song is called thank you for being a friend it was written by andrew gold in 1978 it was he was like a a late 70s early 80s random pop rock star like he didn't like obviously have you ever heard the name andrew gold like Uh exactly uh the version that is played before the show though is a cover by a lady named cynthia fee i i couldn't find anything else else by her she was probably just like a stock studio singer for whatever studio produced it uh the 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 song itself however was a semi-hit for andrew gold in the 70s and he actually said it was kind of a throwaway song for the album like he said he wrote it in less than an hour and just put it on the album to fill the album and actually ended up being one of the singles and obviously now it's more iconic this version is more iconic because of the tv show uh i would like to hear what you think about my number five pick blake okay well i hate it (laughs) (laughs) uh my dad my dad loved golden girls when's the last time you watched golden girls i was a kid you need to rewatch i can't i'm just scarred you gotta give it come on you gotta give it a second look man golden girls designing women Oh, Design Web is terrible. Mama's, and Mama's Family. Uh, Mama's Family is terrible, too. I say, I, I, it just, that was, those those three shows. Here's why you need to rewatch Golden Girls now. Golden Girls is our group of friends, man. I'm telling uh-huh. you, bro. <laughs> like, they're all sarcastic. They're all a-holes, but they all love each other, man. Like, it's it's awesome. I think, the, honestly, the humor was ahead of its time for what the show was. But uh, man, it, it if they were to bring a show like this back for like Netflix and make it you yeah. know, less TV more friendly, more a little risque, it would be 
spot on. I think it would still hit hard. Uh, I, the show's so funny. It's funnier to me now as an adult, obviously, because I didn't get half the jokes as a kid. There's a lot of sex jokes and stuff like that, but... Uh, I've been told to watch it. I've just, you know... You don't have to, like, binge it either. It's just, just bad watch. memories. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, but, yeah, just watch uh, a couple episodes here and there as filler. If you ever get bored, you're like, man, I'll, I'm going to go look at a couple. I think they're, I think it's in entirety it's on Hulu. I think the entire yeah, series is on Hulu. Yeah, because yeah, I remember when they put it on. Text my dad. <laughs> he's like, like, "Hey, you take- can watch the show without me being in the house." Did he text you back? He's, he's, did he text you back? Thank you for being a friend. He said, "I know." <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, "You're a pal and a confidant." <laughs> uh, I wish. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, like I said, it's a fun song. I wanted to include something fun at my number five that wouldn't be like maybe traditionally would be in my top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that. I had to get you with something, man. Uh, th- now that we're playing songs, <laughs> I had to get something. I fun. felt like, I mean, I just felt it coming. You I felt, did. You felt, I, re- I really did. You felt something, right? You're like, you knew something. Yeah. Was cool. Uh, my number five, once again, is thank you for being a friend from Golden Girls. All right, Blake. Uh, let me get my uh, YouTube ready for your number right, five well, so I can search for it. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you what it is, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Okay. All right. Uh, my number five is from 1972. Do you think you can guess that? It is written by Quincy Jones. It is Sanford and Son. It is. It is Sanford and Son, 1972. I knew this would be on your list, and I also knew it was. How did you know that? I, you know that? I just, I just know you, my dude. I just know you. <laughs> so uh, yeah. All right. Hold on. I think I got it already. It might be a oh, bad. Uh, it might be a bad version because you know a lot of those old rips are uh-huh. they do have a full version of the song that quincy jones wrote uh but it's three minutes long and we ain't listening to all of that noise not tonight no not, not on the podcast no when get done yet no that'd be for when we party afterward no all right are you ready for your number five i'm ready for my number five hopefully this plays there it goes cowbell was ripping boy <laughs> that cowbell was that was lo-fi i, I dig it oh yeah I, um, there's no official track to it unless, like I say, unless you listen to the full three minutes so yeah the song is called the street beater which i guess makes sense because uh, yeah he's driving a beater like in the yeah. actual video exactly uh was written in 1972 when the show came out and then it was on an official album in 1973 called you got it bad girl but anyways, uh, <laughs> personal hi- personal history with that show was um, back in the day. It was my dad's favorite TV show. Oh, it's it's classic. It's classic, and it was one that I actually loved. And like we had we had like the full series on VHS, 
And I was, for some reason, I don't know why, I was obsessed with the truck that he drove. Oh, yeah, so the, old, like, the old panel truck, the old red panel truck? Yeah, so, like, I would, like, when I was a kid, I'd always want to find, like, a Hot Wheel version of it or some sort, and I, I had a bunch of them. Dude, I love that truck, too. I killed for one of those old panel trucks. Uh, mm-hmm. That is written by Quincy Jones, correct? I was right. It is okay. it written by Quincy Jones. Cool. Uh, I will say this. Uh, Quincy Jones will appear again on this podcast. So, <laughs> the guy. All right. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I almost put this on my mm-hmm. on my list, but it's re- it's it's another iconic one. Oh, it's classic, and I do love it. Uh, but I, it wasn't quite my top five. Like I kind of got nudged out, and I, all, mm-hmm. I also felt comfortable leaving it out because I was almost certain you were gonna put it on your on your list. So I was like, it's gonna get its respect on your list. So we don't need to double down on that one. So. Well, I'll tell you about my list, how I narrowed it down, because this was this was a hard list, is my list is strictly personal, and it's nostalgic. So, uh, Yeah, mine mine as well, honestly. So that, that was, I figured that was the easiest way to do it. That's how I narrowed well, it down. You know, and people might not might not agree with my list, and that's okay. Same. Like, I, I, I narrowed it down to some really, like, I had some classic ones on my preliminary list, like, I, I end up just leaving off because the, while I loved like you know like the Twilight Zone theme song stuff like that, mm-hmm. I was like yeah, but it's not real personal. This is my list, so I want to put stuff that I love that I also think like it's a mixture of what I love and something that's timeless to me. So I tried to balance the two, and it, it helped me narrow it down. I did it uh, yeah. just for uh, shiz and gigs. I ended up with one family show, three sitcoms, and one drama on my list. That's what I okay. ended, that's what I ended up with. Um, I could like we discussed doing an all sitcoms one, uh, which we could have e- done it. easily, yeah. yeah, easily have done. I I marked off like four or five sitcoms, but the problem with that is like I wanted to make sure we got dramas covered too, and I don't know that I could confidently make a top five list that I felt good about. I could, do, I know I can't. I, was, I know I can't. So, well, most dramas don't have really great theme songs. Like mm-hmm. you have, I think the one on my list is good. I have one of my honorable mentions. I think is just personally I like a lot. And there's like maybe one or two more that I think are like I think the X Files theme is iconic, but I it didn't make my list because I, I just I I haven't I watched like the first two seasons of that show and I never watched. Yeah, I didn't, else. I didn't watch enough of it to just, It is a good song, but yeah, it's, it's a good song. I feel fake. Right, exactly. So I was like, ah, this way I can still include a couple of dramas that I songs that I really like and I think would make my list either way. So mm-hmm. and then just make the rest of them sitcoms or family shows. So, um. Yeah, man. So your number five again was my number five is Sanford and the Sun. It's just it just reminds me of being a kid and just staying up all night watching TV with my dad. Yeah, man. Is it, so it, most of this list is gonna just remind me of my dad. So that's cool. That that song does remind me of my dad too. Red Fox, man. It reminds me of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I think of Red Fox, all I think of is Harlem Nights and uh, one of the funniest movies ever. Have you have you ever one seen one of the funniest dudes? I don't think I've seen that movie. Uh-huh. I think I've only seen him in Sanford and Son. Dude, okay, so unless I just didn't, you know, I was a kid and I didn't pay attention. Let me tell you who all was in this movie. Uh, Richard Pryor. Okay, Eddie, I, I figured <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Uh, all right, Della Reese, Red Fox. I want to say Arsenio Hall is in that movie. Like it's, I, I, so it's gold. It's gold. It's like every funny like African American co- uh, comedian pre nineteen ninety. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's called Harlem Nights. It's set like during like Prohibition, and it's a comedy about like mobsters and stuff. And it's got like low ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't let that 
steer you away. It's really, really funny. If you can get your hands on it. Uh, I don't know, I think it's streaming anywhere right now. It used to be on Netflix. If I ever catch it streaming on something, I'll hit you up. All right. I, think I think you'd like it. Uh, so, yeah. Blake's number five was Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. All right. So, we're going to move on to my number four. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to drop that on you. Um, right. uh, there are several versions of this song, and um, some are better recorded, and some are more fresh. I decided uh, to get a fresher recording of this version because it sounds good, but I'll discuss why once we uh, get further into this. Let me go ahead and just... Drop my number four. This this song is my number four favorite live action TV theme song. So yes, my number four is the theme song to the famous uh, Muppet Show. So uh, the version we heard here was the redone version for the newer the Muppets movie. They redid mm. it because they did a live version of the Muppet Show. That was kind of the theme of the movie. Um, so that's a more updated version of it. It sounds much better. Um, so the theme song for this show has a really cool history. So the show uh, ran from 1976 to 1981. Uh, let me backtrack a little bit too. First, like you said earlier, this one is on my list because of my dad. Uh, uh-huh. My dad loved the Muppets. Loved the Muppets. Uh, we went and saw the Muppets, uh, the movie in theater with Jason Siegel and Amy Adams. It was one of the last, I think, was the last movie me and my dad saw together in a theater uh, before he passed away. He, uh, but he loved the Muppets. Uh, he had all he had the entire series on DVD. I have one of his box sets. I think my sister has the other ones, um, and. So I just always loved everything puppet. You, you and I have talked about this. I love everything Jim Henson, like you know, yeah. Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, uh, Muppets, uh, just uh, Sesame Street, everything. Uh, have you been to the Muppets Mu- or Puppet Museum in Atlanta? No, I want to. We talked you about this. You need to go. Yeah, we talked about yeah, this. you need to go. Uh, right now, obviously, nothing's open and nobody's traveling, but that well, is something no. I would definitely love to see. Um, so – Back into the history of the song, then I'll get into more personal stuff. So, uh, like I said, the show ran from 1976 to 1981. Uh, the lyrics were written by Jim Henson. Uh, Jim Henson was a very musical person, obviously. Um, he sang, uh, he did all the voice work for Kermit and stuff early on, and, uh, you know, sang songs like uh, 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 It's Not Easy Being Green. Uh, what's the song? Uh, I want you to say somewhere over the rainbow. I got tired brain again. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Rainbow Connection. Sorry. Uh, and so he helped write, uh, write and sing, uh, all those songs, but it was composed by uh, Sam Pottle. Now, Sam Pottle, the only thing he ever else he composed was also with Jim Henson. He composed Sesame Street's theme song, which is uh, I almost put on my list, but I only had room for one puppets show on my list. It was yeah. it was I, I narrowed it down to Muppets, Sesame Street, and the Dinosaurs theme song, and the Muppets meant way more to me than the other two. So. It was a pretty easy. So dinos- dinosaurs meant more to me. <laughs> see, I love dinosaurs too. That's also Jim. That's, that's also one. Jim Henson. So yeah, see, I didn't know that until like later on in life. Yeah, dinosaurs is classic. Um, but Sam Pottle composed the Muppets theme show song, and he also composed Sesame Street. And then, unfortunately, Sam Pottle died at a young age in the late seventies, so he didn't get to do much more after that. I imagine he would have probably been. Because he did so much work with Jim Henson, he probably would have been a part of almost everything Jim Henson did. So the music we would have gotten all these other movies might have been drastically different, you know. So uh, and unfortunately, Jim Henson passed away. I want to say in 1990. I think he passed away either during the making of Labyrinth or at, at right after. Ooh, Coke burps. Um, so uh, unfortunately, both uh, of the creators of the song had uh, met early ends, uh, and, and that's unfortunate. Um. Uh. So some stu- some notes about the songs. Like I told you, there've been a lot of renditions of this song. So every season of the show, uh, the lyrics would be updated for whatever's going on in the season. So the lyrics would casually change throughout. The lineup that you would see during the theme, uh, would change as far as who was in the windows and stuff. And at the end of every song, every theme, Gonzo would come on. He was supposed to hit the gong and play the final note. But some kind of comical result would always happen because he'd always mess something up, like he'd get blown up. And then at the end, they played the same song going out of the show, but without the words. It was just instrumental version. And at the end, uh, Waldorf and I can't remember the other old guy's puppet name, and they'd always have some kind of funny bit at the end. But uh, I absolutely love this song. Um, it's it's one that stayed with me all, my entire life. And like you with Sanford and Son reminds me deeply of my dad and uh-huh. so it'll always hold a sentimental part in my life uh my kids like the muppets so it's cool too they haven't seen the muppet show but they are into the muppets movies and like all the little uh shorts and stuff that they do so uh, i wasn't big in the muppets but i really i did really like muppet babies which i don't think jim henson had anything to do with so <laughs> uh, well i'm i guess i'm a monster because i don't like labyrinth or uh uh, what's that one that just came to Netflix? Oh, Dark Crystal? Dark Crystal. <laughs> I love Dark Crystal. You Not know, my and, thing. But, you know, I appreciate the... Artistry? I appreciate the, yeah, the artistry. I do like the way the sex... What are they called? Skeksis? Skeksis. Skeksis yeah, I, I, is I, I do like the way they look. They're pretty They're pretty neat. They're pretty neat. Uh, they're pretty neat. Uh, were, you in, were you a Sesame Street kid? Nope. You weren't? I was nah. when I was really young. I used, I used to have this... Uh, old i can't it was like a it was like a tape deck player but it only played you could only play this uh sesame street tape that came in it and it had a book with it and it had four corresponding colors and you had to answer the question by pressing the right color on it like basically it stopped the the tape and stuff like that it was really cool i played it all the time until it, yeah. it basically died but uh yeah i was a sesame street kid growing up and it's a shame that more kids aren't now because the show is really creative and innovative and you know it's still super relevant and useful for kids but 
unfortunately, uh, it's on PBS. What maybe moving to HBO Max with all the new episodes might help it yeah. gain a resurgence. Atlas was more of a super Y and Dinosaur Train kid. Yeah, Milo loved Dinosaur Train. I think you know, I did. I actually liked it too. So <laughs> that's when I didn't. I didn't mind watching it with them. Uh, I wasn't much into the PBS stuff. I didn't mind Daniel Tiger. I think it was kind of informational, but Penny got into that a little later on. Yeah, I think Atlas was just got a little bit too old when, right when that one came out. So yeah, most of Milo's like educational stuff came from Disney Junior or Nick Junior. Like he liked Timu Mizumi and uh, all that. Oh, uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Mickey what Mouse about Clubhouse? Yo Gabba Gabba? Oh, okay, I'd rather not bring those bad memories up. Yes, Milo <laughs> was into Yo Gabba Gabba for about a year until me and Steph had had enough. We, had, I was like, I'm, I'm over Yo Gabba Gabba. What a terrible... Why are you eating something? What are you doing? No, there's something in my dang pocket. I was trying to get it out. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like you were stirring a bowl of macaroni and cheese on this end. Mm. He said... <laughs> yes, that was a piece of plastic. <laughs> this is uh, PG-13 at most podcast Blake. let's tone it down sorry well, right. we won't talk about yo gabba gabba sorry no no yo gabba gabba did not make my list <laughs> well I'm, I'm saying we're not going to talk about it until later on oh so. yeah okay okay, okay. making sure yeah. all right so yes once again my number four is the theme song to the muppet show not the muppet show tonight and not the muppets which came out a few several years ago but the original muppet show theme so right. blake my number me, four. Hold on, let me pull up. Let me pull go up. ahead and have your fingers ready so I'm not doing an awkward pause. Let's go. Alright, you do not have to play this whole song because it is pretty long. Okay. Alright, go ahead and look up Star Trek Next Generation, 1987. Star, Star Trek The Next Generation. Think, look at that. It's, it just filled it in for me. It let me tell you who, who composed it. Go ahead. Alexander Courage and Jerry Goldsmith. All right, I've got it. Let's see. Let's hear it. You tell me when you want me to cut it, and then I'll cut it. Okay. All right, so it's a long one. It, it's, yeah, it's a minute and forty-seven seconds long. If you mm-hmm. want, if you want to play it out, my friend, play it out. We got a long podcast. We can let it play. You can talk over it. Nah, can... you can you can cut it off. What it'll do is I'll let it play. Okay. And then I'll lower it while we talk over the rest of it. Dookie dookie pod but Make it so, number one. That's not too loud on your end, is it? It's pretty loud. All right, I can turn it down a little more. That better? Just turn it off. I can barely hear you. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna crank it back to normal volume, and then I'm <laughs> then I'm gonna stop it. Oh, 
Nice. I didn't want to be like you know screaming. <laughs> yeah, this it, it, uh, it, that that'll also make it a lot easier when you're on if you're to do it on a uh, laptop because you'll yeah. it's not that loud in my ears. I can clearly talk over it. Um, All right. So yeah, Star Trek Next Generation. Now I can't say I can't sit here and say that I, I'm a huge Star or not Star Wars. God, Star Trek yeah. fan. I, I really only like Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. You like Discovery? I don't know. Yeah, but I didn't do. I like did I like it enough to finish it? Because I totally didn't. What about Picard? It's okay, but we didn't go back to it. Oh, you, you, know, you ever finished it either? No, because I don't think Anya liked it. So, uh, and you know, I just don't watch things by myself. Married life. Married life. But anyways, I, I, but I do love Next Generation, and this is another nostalgia one, but not because of my dad, but because of simpler times in my life where. I was living with my roommate, and uh, we had no cable or anything like that. This was like 2008, I think. Right. So the only thing that I had was the box set of this that my friend let me borrow, and so that's it's all I watched that and then <laughs> King of the Hill. That was like and my Sim- and my Simpsons box set, but that that's the only things I had to watch. Dude, that was you sound like me in 2007 when I had an apartment in Easy. I had no cable or nothing. I literally watched all the Dragon Ball Z series over again. I watched this one. Family Guy was still funny. I had the Family Guy uh-huh. box sets, and uh, like a se- uh, several other like box sets that people would let me borrow. But that's pretty much all. I like Freakazoid and all kind of stuff like that. I bought those when they came out. And I bought all the Pinky and Brain and Animaniacs. But yeah, that's I mean, and it's and I don't know when I hear the song. Like even now, it just kind of gives me like this just warm fuzzy feeling inside. Uh, who'd you say composed the song? It was Alexander Courage and Jerry Goldsmith is what Jerry, I saw. Jerry Goldsmith sounds familiar. I, I feel like he's done a lot of TV uh, theme songs. I probably could have looked that up and been a, like you know a good like co-host with you, but <laughs> but you know I, I just wanted to talk about the show more, I guess. No worries. Um, but yeah, when the house we lived in, we lived in a house, and I don't know if you know where East Whitner is. Yes. <sighs> so, anyways, uh, we I'm, had this really big old mill hill house and our air conditioner didn't work so it was always 93 degrees in the house like no joke uh but every night before bed i put on an episode of star trek and put three fans on me and i just sleep like a baby (laughs) so i don't know when i hear that song it just it reminds me of that house because like like we had good times so we were broke but still a good time yeah, man. Time in my life. yeah, I had a similar, some similar history with some stuff too. Yeah, I man, I definitely feel you there. My dad loved this show. We've talked about this before, you and I personally. Uh-huh. Uh, he loved. My dad did not. My dad loved Star Trek. He loved the original show. He loved Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, all that stuff. Uh, he watched all of it. It. My dad liked really bad TV sci-fi. Like he loved the Stargate shows, like Atlantis and. Uh, SG one and all that stuff. He loved all yeah. if it was super cheesy and on TV and sci-fi, my dad was into it. Um, uh, but you know me, I'm a, I'm a star Wars guy, not a star Trek guy. And I will say this. I went, I gave star Trek, the next generation, a second shot as I got older. And it's just still not for me. I, that first, how far of a shot did you give? Uh, I watched like three episodes, but like, uh, the first episode with what, what's his face? He re- he reappears all throughout the series. Q. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yes. I can't. I just can't. I couldn't do oh, it. Accused the man. 
It's, it was too cheesy. I think it was, the camp was too much for me. I get I love it. Q. It's a product of its time. It was like late mm-hmm. 80s when the show started, right? So, Well, I think that's one of the reasons why I like that one the most, even though if that makes me a noob or, uh, uh, you know, not a real fan of Star Trek eyes or whatever, then that's fine. I don't care. But um, I think the reason I like that one so much is because it does feel like it feels like a 90s sitcom. There's always a good ending. Oh yeah, it's just like happy go lucky. I, I don't know. I, I like it. Well, until it's the cheesy, the, it's cheesy as balls, but I love it. The later seasons get a little more, a little darker, right? When the Borg yeah, comes there's in more, stuff. there's a lot more story driven episodes, and you know, like Data dies, whatnot. But <laughs> you know, those are early seasons. Does Data die they in the movies it. or in the in the show? Uh, movies. Okay, that's Final Contact or whatever. Uh, hold on, which one came first? What's first the, one was yeah final contact nemesis right was another one nemesis was the one where his clone cards clone and what's the one i, I where, think it's I, I think final or is it is it final contact or first contact first contact or is, <laughs> or is it final i don't know i'm not the star trek guy you are oh yeah well <laughs> Shows what you know, noob. Shows what I know. <laughs> Maybe you're lying. Um, <laughs> you're like, but, I, I've never watched one episode of the show. I just like the no, song. I just like the, I just like the song and then I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally all it is. You're like, this uh, song's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is. It's a really long song. So, I mean, it's half the episode. There you go. Yeah, it's almost two minutes long. It's a pretty long song. Most, dra- <laughs> most drama theme songs are pretty long, though, for some reason. Um, Data is my favorite character if I had to pick a character from the show that I liked the most it would have been Data as well Uh, and my favorite character from uh, Deep Space Nine is um, Oda so he's he's basically like isn't he the guy who passed away within the last year the actor yeah I can't remember his name because I'm not a real fan but um, you know Is, uh, is that the one Deep Space Nine is that the one with Seven of Nine or is that Voyager that's Voyager. Yeah, seven to nine. Seven to nine, and she's in Picard. Spoiler alert! But you know, I haven't even got to that point, so I guess it's not really a spoiler. So somebody spoiled it for you. <laughs> so it sounds like yeah, the, the commercials for it. Uh, it, it yeah, so it's not really a spoiler. Can't nobody be surprised by nothing these days. Damn, yeah. announcing a Boba Fett and damn Mandalorian too. Mm, yeah, that is that one's. I wait, that's for another podcast on a different day. That's for another podcast. But yeah, so Star Trek Next Generation, um, I love the show, I love the song, I love Data, he did die in the movies, I will think of which one it was. Um, I believe in you. Nemesis, sounds right. Uh, Um, And is it final, and I gotta remember if it's final or first. I have my phone, I can look it up, hold on. You talk about the show, I look it up. Alright, okay, so anyway, Star Trek Next Generation uh, stars um, Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard, which, um, in my opinion, is the best captain. Um, some might not agree with that. Some might say that Captain Kirk is the best, and they're full of crap because he's not. He's da- the worst. Data died in Nemesis. All right, there we go. Okay. Uh, it, it is first contact. All right. Oh, it, my God. I still it, got it. And, and Insurrection is the last movie. Insurrection. And that's the one. Uh, that's probably my least favorite one. Uh is that the one Nemesis. that is that Kirk that Kirk's in? Which one is Kirk in? He's in First Contact, right? Kirk's in First Contact, yes. Okay, because that's because that's the first movie from TNG, right? Yeah. 
There you go. Cool deal. And now I don't like the original series, but I did see all of the original series movies. Yeah, and I've, I've seen all those too. My dad, like I said, my dad snooze. was diehard. <laughs> I I don't mind Rathacon. Uh, it's okay. Uh, my favorite is Search for Spock from the. Original That's series. the one with the wells. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that, which is the is one, it? I can't remember it, man. Which is the one that has the uh, the green chick, or she, she's blue? Sorry, she's blue. Because uh, I remember being a young child going. That's one of the later ones. I want to say that's like Star Trek Five. Um, we'll go with that. I know it's a Kirk movie, but I know it's it was. A, I know it, it came out late enough for me to see it in theater with my dad, so it had to be an early nineties. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, we've talked way longer about Star Trek than I ever cared well, about. You Star know Trek. what? Let's move on. Let's well, move on. My number four is Star Trek: The Next Generation. All right, your number four was Star Trek. Yep. The next generation. Okay, so we are fi- on to my number three. Let me find it. I have all mine pulled up. I just have to figure out which one it is. All right, so here's my number three. Let me. Oh no, coat burps. All right, so I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna type this, and then I'm gonna type this, and then I'm gonna play my number three, which is also long, and I will not make it go all the way either. Okay. Okay, so if you couldn't gather what my number three is, it is the theme to Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought that was Texas, uh, or Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I couldn't even tell you what that, that is. Like. That is a good. That is a good song. That song is a banger. I tell you when it's not a banger though, when you've heard it 67 times and you're ready just to get through the two minute long opening. That's true. Like the first, <laughs> the first few seasons, I'm like God, this is such a good opening. Like I like the visuals. All you know, like. The visuals change every season. Yeah, and I, I, I love, I don't know if you know this about me, I love miniatures. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much all that opening is. Yeah. So. Well, digitalized, but yeah. Yeah. yeah the, what's uh, cool about it is, like I said, it does, ch- the visuals change every season. But like I said, when you're watching it week to week, so you watch it, HBO plays a short uh, trailer of whatever show they're airing that's not the show you're about to watch. Then they play mm-hmm. like a two minute long recap. And then they play this two minute long intro. So by the time the intro plays, when you're on like season seven, you're like, I just want to get to the show at this point. That doesn't yeah. take away from the song. In fact, the song is great. It's more on how HBO does their programming uh, rather than what the song is. So the song is fantastic. It's just they're, the way they do their programming on every one of their shows, they do that. And it's quite annoying. Um, but that being said, I just pre-ordered HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't pre-ordered. I so I need to do that tonight. Yeah, 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 definitely do it. Because I'm 100% getting it. If you do it, it goes ahead and get, it gives you uh, uh, HBO Now right now. So you can literally okay. start watching HBO right now. 
that's the whole reason of doing it. And then it lasts for 12 months or unless you want to cancel it at any point. But at, mm-hmm. after 12 months, it goes up to 14.99 HBO. You can, uh, send our money to our PayPal at any point, uh, for advertising for you. We'll take, uh-huh. or just a case of monsters. Just give us a case of monsters. I'll take a case of, uh, Pepsi, uh, lime, it's Pepsi with a splash of lime juice. I'm just kidding. These things are gross. I, must say, I saw your post earlier how they definitely were not slapping. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyways, Game of Thrones. Yes. So my number three is Game of Thrones. Okay, so Game of Thrones is a TV show. It's the drama I was mentioning, and I've already done the family show, obviously. That uh, It ran it ran from 2011 to 2019. It is, I'm going to mess this name up, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time but it's composed by ramin jawadi i actually i think i nailed that so okay he uh that sounds that sounds right he's composed a lot of stuff and i just i i don't want to name all of it but he uh he did the he composed the music for iron man the first movie uh warcraft he's done all the seasons of westworld and he also did pacific rim amongst a lot of other stuff he's done video games and a bunch of other stuff um so uh he when he was brought on to write this song, uh, the two creators of the show brought him on and uh, pitched him the first two show, two episodes. He liked the episodes, so he left to write the song and literally just hummed a random tune in his car, went home, wrote it in three days, came back, and here we have one of the most iconic theme songs uh-huh. uh, to a show ever written, hummed by a guy after he watched two the first two episodes of the show. So, um, And obviously the whole song was... Uh, the song was written if you listen to it it starts off with the cello is the main driving instrument and eventually it comes in with uh a violin and it's supposed to be like these two warring characters you know fire and ice kind of like intertwining uh within each other and then like the orchestra comes in and that's when everybody gets involved and it even kind of it kind of breaks down into two different instruments at the end to kind of separate and slow down so it's just a really really uh, it's a pretty well thought out song to uh, that goes with the theme of the show uh, and like it fits the show too that's what's so good about it is it uh, that it it doesn't feel out of place it kind of gets you hyped for what you're about to watch it gets you in the zone and this one is just more just personal because I love the show regardless yeah. of, regardless of how bad the last three episodes are it doesn't ruin how good everything else was and season seven I was a, yeah, yeah. I was a late bloomer but uh, I do love seasons two through seven. Yeah. Uh, I like ev- everything up except for the last three episodes. And I loved season seven. I don't care. I don't get, I think the only, it's so funny because when season seven came out, everybody loved season seven. And then and that's what I thought. It, yeah. Until the last three episodes of season eight came out, they're like, season seven is terrible. I was like, you you guys have been so hyped for two years because how much you I arguably think season seven is one of the best seasons. So yeah, <laughs> so, I'm mean, sorry I too. I, I think that too, and I thought everybody loved it because that's all I remember seeing when it was coming. Or you know when it was live, right? Uh, and, and then like all of a sudden, like oh, seasons whatever, saying like seasons five, six, and seven were bad. I'm like uh, no, oh. And, and I think that, you know the reason I really enjoyed season seven. Like I didn't read the books, but it was like the first time that they kind of uh, strayed away from the books because they got past where the books had ended because the books had never ended. They got mm-hmm. past that point, so they got free reign basically to be super original, and that's why I kind I kind of liked it. So um, get back in the room, bot. Uh, <laughs> but 
yeah f the neck beards f the mm-hmm. f the naysayers i enjoyed it the last three episodes i i i think they structured the final season wrong uh, they hurried the season they could have done 10 episodes instead of six uh they had the budget and the approval to do it by hbo i just think the creators were ready to move on to the star wars movies that now they're not doing because they're going to mm-hmm. netflix so which it kind of makes me a little more upset now at them like knowing that they left to do star wars and then they backed out of star wars to make netflix tv so mm-hmm. uh what a we- shame uh, yeah, I hope George R. R. Martin does finish the books. I don't think he ever will. Sorry, guys. Uh, you're, I think, just wishful thinking to think that dude's ever going to release those books. Uh, somebody else may have to do them for him after he passes away. Uh, <laughs> uh, but off his manuscripts or whatever, if he even has those. But uh, I'd like to see what his vision of the actual ending would be and to see if it'd be any better or see if people would go, okay, well, that's even worse than the TV show. Yeah, and the the real last episode of Game of Thrones was the third episode in season eight. That should have been the real last episode. When the night, spoiler alert for a show that's you know been a year old, uh, been over for a minute, and so if you haven't seen the end of Game of Thrones, stop here, skip forward about five minutes. But the real last episode should have been when. Arya killed the Night King. Like that's the yeah. whole point of the show. I, whatever. Anyway, that was the end of the show for me because yeah, all downhill from there. It was anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Everything else was anticlimactic, and nothing happened that should have happened. And like, like I get it. People get mad at Star Wars fans because they want Star Wars to be a certain way, and get uh, it, get every nerddom is that way. But I think this is pretty uniform. How everyone went. Eh, this just doesn't make any sense. Like no one, I don't, I don't know anyone who enjoyed those last few episodes or thought the ending was good. Like I don't think they were the shows, the last episodes were not entertaining. I just don't think they made sense. I just think I felt like they were lazy and anticlimactic. I they were just a little bit boring. I was like, especially after what just happened in the third episode. So, yeah, because well, that to me, the third episode was the most important to me. Yeah, because I agree. I went into this show. I went into it late. I went into it after season seven ended going, the winter is coming. I mean, that's that's the only thing I knew about the show is the winter is coming. What is that? Oh, it's the Night King. Oh, he's killed in one episode. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, you, you binged it real quick. So you got the real feel all at once. And you're like, uh-huh. and you're like, well, this has got to be by the Night King. And then when the Night King dies, you're like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Which I'm glad, I'm fortunate that I did knock it out quick and yeah. i didn't you know wait two and a half years like a lot of the fans did so or uh watch it year to year for eight years or watch like it I year did. to year yeah exactly so yeah i i i we have similar stories but reverse what for lost right right so you did the same thing with lost whereas mm-hmm. i binged all of lost right after it ended so i didn't have to have that let down of like six years of going what and i didn't I did, sleep that night yeah, I was already kind of warned that I probably wouldn't like the last episode, and they were right. So I kind of, I kind of, you know, I think by the time it was over, because I'd binged it, you know, that's like three, two hundred something episodes or something like that. Like by the time I got to the last episode, I was just ready for it to be over with because yeah. I'd watched so many in like a month span. But even though that ending is confusing, and I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it has a clear meaning. I don't care what the fan boys say. Uh, I, think, I, still I, love the show. I think it's I think it's been clarified that that's what it is, but uh, by the creators. But I could. Ah, uh, okay. But either way, it it was 
it was lazy. Like it was a lazy. It's something that everybody predicted. I think at the beginning and. Well, I think the whole that you know they lost their steam with the writers' strike. And yeah. Well, it all went downhill after that. Well, and that's back in the the day too when TV shows had to have twenty six episodes a season, even when they were mm-hmm. hour long dramas. Now they learn from that and do like ten to thirteen episodes, which is much smarter. So yeah. so realistically, you've got within the first four seasons, you've got basically eight seasons of what would be TV now. So that's a lot of TV to digest. So, anywho, back to what we're doing. This list, my number three, number three. my number three was Game of Thrones. So I've got my fingers ready, Blake. What is your numero trace? All right, my number three is The Office. Okay, and that is composed by either James or Jay Ferguson. Now, do you know who that is? Uh, I can't say yet whether I do or not. <laughs> well, he he played his music for Terminator, so oh, 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 let's play him. He, uh, Quick, catchy, and to the point. Yeah, and he didn't write the uh, the music for uh, Terminator. He wrote one song that's on the soundtrack of the first. That's on the soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I all I put in my notes was Terminator. <laughs> um, so, so this yeah, your number three again is what? Uh, go about go uh, into it. The Office, two thousand five version, uh, U.S. version. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not the uh, uh, the good version. Br- yeah. Not the Ricky Gervais dry British version. Yeah, um, I, I there's I thought about not putting it in my list, but I'm like I can't. It's got to be in my list because yeah. I've watched. I think I've watched this show just about as much as I've watched Seinfeld, and so like it's one of my favorite shows. So that's why. And I'm, that go ahead. That intro every time I watch it, every single time when the drums kick in. I'm slapping my knees. Oh yeah, it's good. That's that's the way I felt about uh, Parks and Rec. Like I almost put mm-hmm. Parks and Rec in my list because I love the show and I love that song. But I was like, I've got other sitcoms. I think I'd rather put in here uh, mm-hmm. f- from a song standpoint. Um, I, I I did like the Parks and Rec song. It's good. Uh, and I look. I'm gonna go hot take. Can I do hot take? Sure. Me and Steph are almost done rewatching Parks and Rec for the first time. Because uh, like The Office and Scrubs and stuff like that, I've rewatched almost every sitcom I love. And I mm. love Parks and Rec. And I just, uh, because it, it didn't end all that long ago. So I was like, I want to go back and rewatch it. And I'm going to hot take, Parks and Rec's funnier than The Office. I I just, <laughs> I love The Office. And after rewatching Parks and Rec, I, I, I haven't laughed that hard in my life. Like, far from a sitcom. I, there isn't an episode that I don't die laughing in. Uh, See, I, I think I watched I watched Parker. I've only seen it once, and I just kind of got I kind of lost interest when that like halfway. I loved it. I I I love that show so much. I think it is uh because they focus more on relationships in the show, and I think versus what The Office does, which is why mm-hmm. I like it a little more. Uh, and I also think that The Office 
hurt itself with the last seasons uh kind of you know ruined that steam for me because those a couple of those last seasons after steve carell left are hard to watch uh they are not i mean good. yeah I, I can't can't lie and say that yeah you're I, lying i think mo- i think most people if you're like me like when you binge watch it i get to that point and then i skip to the last season <laughs> i don't skip i do but I've, I've also considered like when i do rewatch i'm like okay i'm gonna stop as soon as spoiler which this shouldn't be a spoiler so yeah well when, uh, when michael scott leaves but then i just i keep doing it I, I finish it every single time. I watch it a little bit after that because it's still kind of funny. Uh, because mm-hmm. like they're when they're trying to get everybody, all the different branch managers in there. That's all kind of funny and stuff. But and a few, I, I do like, and I do like, and I didn't at first. I do like Robert California. I was about so. to say the episodes with Robert California are funny. Uh, but it's when uh a- Andy takes over the office when mm-hmm. it just goes downhill. It's pretty rough because <laughs> they turn his character into a giant turd, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just he's not likable. He's not likable at all. Like he makes me hate the show. Uh, but I think the last season was redeemable. I think it, for the most part, was really, really good. And I think it, I, I think they did great. That final episode is perfect. Uh, I, I feel like they wrapped up the show in the best possible way. And the fact that they got Steve Carell, spoiler alert, to come back for the last episode was was brilliant too. And, and I'm yeah. glad I'm glad they brought him back in a small way. Like it didn't take away from what the rest of the cast was doing at that time. So. Why did he leave? And it's such a weird, like, not even a season finale. Uh, he left because, uh, what's his wife's name in the show? The woman he marries. What's oh, yeah, because that, that's his, that's his, uh, oh, no, that's not his real wife. No, his real wife no. is the, the real estate. It's Jan. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. No. Um, Who's his real wife? It was a real estate agent. I can't remember her name, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, his wife in the show... Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, they, they end up getting married and, uh, she gets a job out in Colorado, right? And they move out to Colorado. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like, job. why did he leave the show? <laughs> oh, to do movies. Like in real life. Cause it was such a, like, it wasn't even a season finale. You no. had that. And then you had the worst episodes with Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh yeah. Those are bad. They, uh, he, uh, I think he had like, uh, a. F- a f- scheduling conflict with a movie he was doing. I want to say it was, uh, I'm trying to figure what year he left the show. I want to say he left the show. See, it ended, when did it end? It ended in 2012, right? 2013. Uh, Okay, 2013. So he left in what, 2010? So whatever movie he was filming in 2010, was that Dan in real life or something like that? I don't know what it was. Maybe. I thought it was Bruce Almighty's sequel, Evan Almighty, but I think that came Mm. before that. So I don't know, but he left to go do a movie. I'm pretty sure. Uh, mm. Well, that's such a weird, like, just like wasn't even a season finale, right? Yeah. But those that those last couple episodes with him in them are uh, when him leaving Oof. are rough. Oof. The the Make scene, a grown the, man cry, right? The, the scene when Jim goes in there and it's like the unspoken goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting teary thinking about it. That that's whoo. That show knows how to pull on your. They knows how to pull on your heartstrings, which is why I why I also love. The best sitcoms know how to do that, and that's yeah. that's why I love The Office. That's why I love Parks and Rec. That's why I love Scrubs. Uh, like these, these, tell me to shut up. I can't. He's he just does what he wants to. What a duber. So, do you got anything else to add? Um, my favorite part of The Office is when. It's like season two, I believe, and they're having like a you know 
sexual harassment meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells Phyllis, like he's like flirting with her or whatever. She says, oh, you don't have to. He goes, oh. He goes, you know what? The only thing I am worried about is getting a boner. <laughs> so, anyways, that's my favorite line from the whole show. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. And that's what she said. So, yeah, number, what was that, three? Yeah, yeah number, number three. three. Is the office. All right. So we're getting to now we're on my number two. So let me get this. Uh, I know what it is. Do you? What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Well, I don't want to say it. Just play say it. it. No, no. Say it. What do you think it is? Well, no, because it, it might be mine. Well, I won't say. Well, it doesn't matter if it might be yours. Let's just, let's just play it. Let's just play okay. it. Okay. All right. So this is my number two. I don't think you think you know what it is. Okay. All right, my number two is this. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. We get this whole song, though. We get this whole song. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. I said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said, freshen it a dice in the mirror. If anything, I can say that this cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget it. Yo, home's the Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight And I yelled to the cabbie, yo, home, smell you later Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there To sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air Uh, 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 uh That's right, you did not think that was my number two, did you? No, but I thought it was going to, I knew it was going to be in a list And I wasn't thinking, oh, we're down to the meat and potatoes So it's got to be up there, so I knew it was going to be in there So, uh yeah, so for those who don't know, <laughs> my number two is the theme song to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, before I go any further into that, I, uh, we're down to two of yours, two uh-huh. left on your list, and I thought uh-huh. for sure I knew three of three other ones that were going to be on your list. So one of them isn't on your list, and I'm going to be. I, I think I know which one is left off. Um, okay. And, and I think I I think I know which ones you think, and I'll explain. And, and it's probably in your honorable mentions, more than likely. The one I'm thinking might not be. Might not be. Might not be. But might not be. Um, I know Seinfeld's on there. I just don't know whether it's number one or two. There's no way it's not on there. If it's not, then you're lying to yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> uh, but uh, that song slaps. Um, that's the only reason. Anyways, I like- fresh, fresh prints. The fresh, the, the fresh prints of Bel Air. Is my number two. So the show aired from 1990 to 1996. Um, the music is by the aforementioned earlier Quincy Jones. Uh, Quincy Jones wrote the music to this song. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the dude's an icon. The dude's written like he did stuff for Michael Jackson. He's done tons of TV, uh-huh. uh, tons of movies. He's just a genius. They, Quincy Jones, also the father of Rashida Jones, who plays Anne in Parks and Rec. So we're doing six degrees of separation here. Uh, but Quincy Jones uh, wrote the music or composed the music or, and uh, Will Smith wrote the lyrics uh, performed as the Fresh Prince and um, uh, Jeffrey Towns aka DJ Jazzy Jeff produced the song 
and uh, the song actually ha- is a much has a much longer version, a full version that they released on an album, and on the B sides had a song that everyone knows. Parents just don't understand, and uh, that Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff did. They released it under Jive Records, and it, they really got a wide release in Europe with the song. It actually like was a huge hit in Europe. The song was, um, but uh. The reason it's on my list is number one, I love this show, and I'm so uh-huh. I'm so excited that HBO Max is going to have the entire series. It's we finally get to stream it, uh, so I can go back and rewatch all of it. Uh, this had to make my list. This is uh, this is arguably for our generation the most iconic theme song of any show. Yeah, uh, it uh, is. Yeah, I, there's I, I was talking to our buddy Jose J M Dominic today about it. Uh, how he uh. Anybody under the age of forty-five or so, maybe some older too, but almost anybody under the age of forty-five, uh, to you know, down to maybe even like twenty, can sing you the song. Every single uh-huh. one of them, whether they watch the show or not, almost everyone knows the song. It's crazy. Um, the song is awesome. It's fun to me. It still is good. Uh, I think it still resonates. I think uh, it just it, it fits the times, early nineties clean hip hop <laughs> which is kind of Will Smith's steez. Uh but man it just uh and we don't want him to change. We don't. Will Smith be you boo boo. Let be him you. let him Will Smith hit. doesn't have to, he doesn't have to cuss in his raps to sell records. Well F him. I do and F you too. Mm-hmm. So uh but <laughs> but yeah. I I love like I said I love this show. It had a uh sidebar. Not sidebar. Relevant. Uh <laughs> strike strike that from the jury uh badgering so uh (laughs) what i watched this show you know as it aired and uh it was on nbc if i remember correctly um i remember when my dad never cared for the show uh but he you know because it it came on during prime time so uh that's the only way to watch it i remember when the last episode aired i was in middle school so it was 96 uh and it was in the summer the very last episode my dad was outside mowing grass at like because I think this episode came on at eight thirty, ended at nine, or maybe it came out at nine, ended at nine thirty. Because I remember the sun was going down, and my dad only liked to mow the grass when the, when the sun was going away because it was so damn. Yeah, hot. my dad would do that every now and then. And he did it with a push mower, you know, because that's all we had. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So like he's out there put, uh, and he's he's getting to the front yard because he always did the front yard last because we had a this house we rented had a bigger backyard we shared with like three other houses. Um. And so my dad only do like a corner back there and he's getting there to like the very end of the episode. He's getting to the front. It's the really emotional moment where like they're turning all the lights off. <laughs> and also my dad's just going, yeah. I'm like, Jesus man. But luckily they parents just don't understand. Parents just don't understand man. Uh, luckily they uh, ended it in a lighthearted way. Having Carl run, uh, Carlton run down with his pants around his ankles. Cause he was pooping upstairs <laughs> before they left. So <laughs> it, 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 it sobbed it up, man. That show hits so hard and so many good. Uh, it's, it's such an iconic television. Yeah. Show. I, I, this long overdue for it to be on the streaming service. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited a, for yeah. it to be on max. It's going to be one of the first things I probably binge watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, it's only fitting that an iconic song, goes with it and it's only fitting that will smith does it because will smith does a song and everything he does i feel like so <laughs> i wonder if he did one in gemini man oh yeah and did you not see that in theater uh did anybody <laughs> uh, i didn't see it i'm just kidding i, I still haven't seen it 
and I can see uh-uh. it for free if I want. So I'm I'm good. But uh, anywho, yeah. So I don't think I have much more to add about that. Uh, uh, I have a feeling if we ever do like a, a list for sitcoms, I may end up talking more about the show in actuality. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll get. I we'll, did. I did like the show. I watched it with my dad. Um, but I can say it's not in my list. Yeah. There we go. So it was on my pre-list. There you go. It had, like I said, it had. Like I said, because to me, for our generation, it is the probably the staple theme song. So I had to have it on the list, and I genuinely love it. So that's why I ended up moving as high as number two. So um, once again, my number two is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. All right. So that means we're on my number two, right? We are on your number two, and I think it could be one of three things. So, But I don't want to – I'll guess your number one after you tell Mm -hmm. me number two. All right. My number two, and I'm just going to give you one sound – Okay. And I want you to play it after that, okay? All right, okay. Ready? Um, uh, I was trying uh-huh. to... uh-huh. I didn't have it pulled up, and I knew that was... I thought that might be the one you left off. Hold on. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Right. How, li- How am I going to leave that off? I-, I can be quick. I can be quick. I can be quick. <laughs> I- it's coming. Oh, my God, it's coming. Nope. I don't want that one. I want this one. There we go. It's probably going to be a real lo-fi, just warning you. Oh, but, that's great. Because I, th- I don't think there's a... Uh, this was the one I thought you might leave off your list, so I'm wondering which one you did leave off your list at this point because I know what the okay. uh, I, your number one's one of two things. All right, here it is, guys. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> just it's just a masterpiece uh i knew the composer you did you knew this one was on there you said this is one you thought i left off uh this one i thought you left off but i knew you were gonna bring it up i I, I was that's why i said we were getting to the nitty-gritty and i was thinking it might be the other two and i was like there's no way he's leaving this song off here when i made my list i already had number one and two so, um, anyways, composer is uh, Dan Foliart, but I want to say the composer is Nine Inch Nails because this is totally industrial, <laughs> right? Literally, I mean, literally, everything is made with a power tool. <laughs> um, That's not but, the kind of industrial that industrial music is. I just want to go ahead and say that. <laughs> I don't know what industrial music actually is. Uh, I have no idea. I either. think I've heard one Nine Inch Nails song. You've heard more than one. Uh, you can hear that one uh it's like uh uh and i just heard oh yes that's nine inch nails that's nine inch nails okay <laughs> take that spence <laughs> yeah there you go spence i told spence i was gonna listen to nine inch nails but i i didn't you're, sorry spence maybe one day you del- anyways you delayed it just like the rock and roll hall of fame uh ceremony mm-hmm <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Dan Foliart also did the Roseanne theme. Oh, they sound literally very similar. They are the same song, just without power tools. <laughs> it's not industrial. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's more folky. Um, 
Home Improvement. Uh, I grew up on the show. It came out in 91. So I don't remember when we started watching. I'm guessing I was a little bitty boy because I just remember always watching Home Improvement. Um, and uh, this is another show that I watched with my dad a lot, every episode, a million times. And a friend of mine bought me the entire set on DVD. Who did that? Hmm. A who? friend. Who? Who? A friend. Who? who? Paul Jansen. Whomst? Whomst? I got a good deal, man. That was man. a good deal. Yeah, that was a good deal, too. 20 bucks for the entire series? Hell yeah, man. Entire series. And they were in great condition, too. I would have paid that for one. Right? Disc. <laughs> episode. <laughs> one episode. And we got to... Mm. But yeah, I love the show. Uh, it came to Hulu two years ago. It's still gold. I just wish Tim Allen wasn't a turd, a, a duber. <laughs> yeah, I I love this show as well, and also watched it with my dad. My dad loved the show. We watched every episode all the way up until the final episode. Uh, I tell you, who doesn't like this episode or this show? My wife hates. This I was show. about to say, okay. Hates it. So may we, I ask why? Uh, I didn't ask. I just went ahead and filed for a divorce. Oh, okay. Oh, I was about to say, don't stick around to find out why. <laughs> um, everybody keeps telling me to watch uh, that new show he's in, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, Last Man Standing, it is terrible. Uh, that's not home improvement. It got canceled. Just because it's Tim Allen. It got canceled and then brought back to a different network. It was on ABC originally, right? Now it's on Fox or the other way around. I, I thought it was on NBC. But I, I don't know. I, I know it was, on one, it was on one network and it got canceled. ABC sounds right. I think it was on ABC and got canceled and then brought back to Fox. Fox, because Fox loves. Uh... Anyways, this isn't yeah. a political yeah, yeah. podcast. I, I, um, I, I feel I feel you, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I've seen a couple episodes from the original run. It's terrible. I I hate it. So if but. he's not if he's not oh if he's not Tim like Taylor doing a, if he's not doing a two minute show about tools where he's messing everything up there's i'm not watching it yeah did that ever bother you that like he's supposed to have a 30 minute television show and they clearly every episode's a minute and a half to three minutes it always bothered me <laughs> so but i just look at it like i mean i would watch the spinoff where it was just tool time right that would be funny if they brought a, they were to bring it back for like a season mm-hmm. and actually just make it tool time because i would watch the hell out of that i just you know and it had iconic lines i don't think so tim I don't think so, Tim. Heidi ho, Tim. But yeah, um, I guess that's really all I got to say about it. That's um, all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, I I especially love the Halloween episodes. They did. They really did a uh, great job on Halloween episodes. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> I, 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 that's one thing that stands out. And I, I, the, I like the uh, when he he always had a different college sweater on in every episode. I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome. I always looked to see what college he had on. Right, right it was on. always Michigan related, right? Uh, not always. I mean, he had a different one on it every episode. I don't think there's a hundred and something. Uh, I have to I look mean, at commun- community colleges. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of them are Michigan based. I do know that mm-hmm. that's where the show's based. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, my number two, home improvement. Okay. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So we're getting to the part of the show uh, that I will not forget this week. Uh, okay. So this show, the part of the show, is where we give you uh, the uh, nominees that you didn't lied. quite make our you list. Lied. Uh, you lied. <laughs> I did not lie. Uh, you can't handle the truth. This is uh, the part of the show we call honorable mentions. 
almost made it and uh i do have my songs pulled up for this so mm. so uh i am gonna play them but i probably won't play the whole songs just because to be yeah just play like just a little bit of them to be they're honorable mentions they don't get the spotlight they don't get a spotlight yeah uh, plus one of mine is pretty long oh i don't need that one anymore let me get rid of that so um let me uh play this one first so this is my first honorable mention. Let me pull up the uh, correct application to do so. <laughs> and then I'm going to play this. So. So that's my what first. What is that? That's Daredevil. Uh, it's the oh, theme song to Daredevil. Okay. That is a badass. I was going to say French. That is a badass theme song. It <laughs> that is. That is a bad. Yeah. And the opening is like the the actual real opening is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling a couple a couple of our honorable mentions might be the same. And so if I name one that is yours, I don't yours, think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh, there might be one. There might be one. And if it is, if I play it, tell me it yeah. is. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this one. This is my other nomination. This one's pretty short, I think, so I might let most of it play. Um, so it helps if I actually do what, I, do what I'm saying I'm going to do. All right, here it goes. So that is the theme to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's uh, a good one. Uh, I, I, I want to backtrack real quick to Daredevil. I do want to say that it was composed by John uh, Paisano, who also did the Spider-Man, new Spider-Man game. Um, but anyway, so moving to this one was for It's Always Sunny. It is uh, The reason it didn't make my list, because I do love the song, is because it wasn't created for the show. It, yeah, it was it, one of those, like, you can, like, there's no royalties or something. Right. Forgot how those work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just a classical song written by, uh, not classical. It's, it it's 19th or 18th, 20th century, but a German composer named Heinz Keisling. It's called temptation sensation. So yeah. that's, uh, and I have one more honorable mention. So I'm going to play it and hope that, uh, I'm not playing it too early. So, <laughs> uh, so we're going to play, play this. This is my last honorable mention. That one is on my list. It's on your list list? Honorable mentions. Okay, cool. So it's on your honorable mentions. So uh-huh. it is, for those who don't know, we've mentioned it numerous times. It is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, and just like It's Always Sunny, the reason it didn't make my list is because it's another just random mm-hmm. uh, uh, song pulled. It's, it's called frolic written by an italian composer luciano uh michelini uh and actually it's a ri- it's not the first time it's been used for a tv show either it was used for a 70s italian soap opera called la bellissima estate <laughs> so uh, 
but yeah, so I love that song. It, we make so many jokes. Every time I watch an HBO show and it does that at the end yeah. of it, I, I always go boom, boom, boom. Exactly. <laughs> so can't help it. But yeah, so uh, that's my other honorable mention. So let's see. Uh, let me uh, let me get uh, get ready for your first honorable mention. I'll do the easy one first. Okay. All right, you ready? Yep. I could not leave this off my list. Okay. Uh, it's Friends. Oh, God, gross. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I had to leave it off my list because I hate the song and I hate the show. So, But hold on. There's no short version. Wait, no, here's the short version. Okay. Because, you know, it's actually you play the whole thing. I'm yeah. not. I'm talking about, like, a, like it, if you play the regular version, it's going to have a different intro and it's going to. All right, so here we go. All right, so yeah, that's the theme song for three. I couldn't leave it off my list. Me and my dad love that show. I don't care for it now. I don't hate it. Yeah, my uh, my mom and sister love that show, and like it was one of things it, I kept. It, it gets a lot of hate, but I, I don't hate it. I've seen every episode to it because everyone around me and, and everyone and their mother watched that damn show, and uh-huh. uh, I hate it now. Hate it. It's a terrible television show. <laughs> it's so bad. Like I don't get the I the not I get why people liked it in the nineties because there was nothing better. But now mm-hmm. there are better things. Why do you go back and rewatch that terrible show? So anyway, it's because it's the nineties. Yeah, uh, me. I mean, me and my dad had two recliners in our apartment. So there you go. The spirit of the nineties is alive. We lived that life. Anyways, all right. Another honorable mention is, and I'm glad you said the name before I did because I didn't know how to say it. Uh, it's Westworld. Oh, okay. Westworld. The Westworld theme. And it, what is it? Ramen, uh, uh, Raymond. It, it, where did I write it down? Game of Thrones? Uh, J- Ramin Jawadi. So yeah, there you let, go. Let me uh, get this going. It's another longer one. Um, yeah, it is. It's pretty I, long. Like I told you, man, most dramas, they're long. They're long. Uh, let's see. And they're, they're down to get the friction on. So let's see. Play this song. It's up. It is. But yeah, I think it fits the show too because it's. Like, it is so. That song is so good. Like I wanted to when I first watched the show, I wanted to love it, but just because the intro is so good. Right. Does it? It makes sense now knowing that this guy also did Game of Thrones, right? Because mm-hmm. they're yeah. they're very similar in like feel. And that's also why, because I did have it in my list. I'm like, no, because I have so many, I have so much more connections to my other shows. Because I'm, you know, I'm not up to date on Westworld. I still got the last season, but gotcha. Like, also, if I put in my honorable mentions, Paul's putting Game of Thrones in his, so I can wait till he says that name. What? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so ipso facto. Okay, yep. so yeah, that's all. Is that all your honorable mentions? Yeah, that's it. Okay, man. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to get to our number ones. Uh, um, so, I guess I'll go ahead and play my number one. And I hope you guys uh, don't mind hearing the same song twice. Uh-huh.
my number one is the theme song to the office uh so Noise. um that's why i didn't want to talk too much because i have a lot more information about it mm-hmm. so um the office was a sitcom ran on nbc from 2005 to 2019 the song was written by jay ferguson something you need to know about jay ferguson jay ferguson was in a band called spirit they were like a, a 70s like uh rock band um they actually had a lot of hits so he's actually a, a fairly famous uh rock star my dad my dad was really into spirit my dad liked spirit so um and he uh the band was the band that played with him was called the scrantones um so that's who you need to know about who played that song, but I'm going to give you an interesting backstory on to how that song almost wasn't the song for, mm-hmm. for the office. I don't know if you read this or not, but, uh, oh, yeah. so, which is really interesting. Uh, I, I know one yeah, of the, I have it on my notes and I forgot to talk about it. So I'm glad you didn't cause it saves it for me. So, well, yeah, uh, uh, which I know one of the original choices would have really made you happy. So, uh, they narrowed it down to, Actually, uh, several songs that actually already existed. One of them was uh, "Better Things" by the Kinks. One was uh, "Mr. Blue Sky" by Electric Light Orchestra, and the other one was "Float On" by Modest Mouse, uh, mm-hmm. which would have uh, been really interesting. Uh, that would have been interesting. And they had several other original pieces, um, and the, uh, then they brought all the producers together to vote on which one they wanted, and uh, they all voted for "Mr. Blue Sky" by ELO. Unfortunately, it had already been used by a television show called LAX that nobody watched. So uh, they ended up uh, hiring Jay Ferguson to write this song that it's now one of the most iconic television theme songs of all time. So I think they made the right choice. Um, this song is a banger. It's just a banger, man. Like, it's so good and it, it, to me because it reminds me of good, like, a certain times in my life, you know. And it just, every time that song comes on, I feel good. Like, I uh-huh. feel good. I'm in a good mood. I already know whatever I'm about to watch is going to make me feel good, unless it's the episode where Michael Scott leaves. But <laughs> then, I, yeah. then I feel bad. But uh, it's just, it's catchy. It's short. It's to the point. It accomplishes everything it needs to. It's it's soft. It has a slow buildup, and then it finishes you off, like, with that just upbeat tempo, and then the slow fade out. It's just brilliant. It's it quick and, and no words too honestly mm-hmm. uh to write an a, a, a iconic song that's what that's what this is why it's number one to me uh you know most of the songs on my list well only only one of them was an instrumental but it's just because it's an epic song but most iconic songs are iconic because you can sing along to them this yeah. this one is an exception where when it comes on nobody just sits and listens to it everyone goes you gotta sing along with it even though there's no damn words it's it's so good um it was never not my number one. It was the easiest pick I made on my list. Um, I love a stamp song. It used to be a ringtone back in the day. So, um, well, I knew for sure this and Game of Thrones was on your list. So, so you got two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew for sure Sanford and Son was on your list. Uh, I thought Home Improvement would be somewhere, and I'm glad it actually made your list. Uh, you uh, you picked Curb on your honorable mentions too, right? Yep. Yeah, I knew that'd be somewhere on your list. And if your number one's not your number one, I'd be really surprised. Well, just go ahead and play it. If I play it, am I wrong? I'm gonna be mad. Oh, that's gonna be funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll play what I think is your number one. And if I'm you wrong, know what it is? Yeah. Okay. It was never not this, and it is, and it's why I left it off my list because I knew you'd pick it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so without further ado, Blake. 
pretty sure this is your number one. This is your number one. <laughs> nine minute tool cut version of it uh, but yeah my number one is seinfeld it always was and it always will be because that baseline slaps slaps like base, a mofo and, oh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a video oh excuse me the producer uh, composer is jonathan wolf now there is a video on youtube showing his process on how he does it Mm-hmm. I could have swore it says he uses a Korg M1, but it did not look like one. So, I don't know. The video is really fuzzy and I can't read. But I'm going to say it's a Korg M1, and I'm eventually going to buy one. There you go. But the song is different every episode. Yeah, it comes in at a different point, right? Or like... Yeah, and he, he, what he does is he watches Jerry Seinfeld, or he, he watches his uh, stand-up bid, and he just plays along with that. Oh, that's and really that's, cool. That's that's really interesting, and uh, I mean it, it slaps. That song slaps so hard. It's 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 really good. There would be no animals as leaders. There would be no bull. <laughs> There'd be none of this without Seinfeld. Yeah, single handedly <laughs> created all of prog rock, even though <laughs> prog existed thirty years before that. Well, it wouldn't it wouldn't exist thirty years before that without Seinfeld. It's true. Time is irrelevant. Uh, so yeah, so you knew that was on my list, but I, I am curious. What is the one thing that you thought would be? No, I, I got them all. Okay, because I was thinking maybe yeah. you were going to think Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, because those aren't theme songs. No, no, they're not. They're, they're, they're I, that's a different show mm-hmm. list altogether. I knew Seinfeld, Curb would be somewhere, Home Improvement, and Sanford Son. Those are the four I was confident of. All right, well, good job. So, I th- you, I think what would be fun what we do for the next, when we do the TV show list, uh, I want you to write down 10 you think would be on my list. And I'm going to write 10 to think about on your list. And when we get mm. done with our list, we're going to quickly go over and see how many we got right. Okay. I think that like for the cartoon one? For the cartoon one, yep. Okay. So you just write down 10 that you think would be on my list. And I'll write down 10 that I think would be on yours. And then uh, we'll see after everything's over how many we got right. And the winner and the, and the winner buys the other guy a, coat, uh, a monster. A monster. A monster. I think that'd All be right. fun. Uh, I know one that'll be on there. The rest of them will be uh, pretty much me guessing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be guessing the other nine. So, uh, okay. So we're not going to replay these, but uh, I'll go over my uh, top five first. Uh, so right. my, my number five was uh, Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Uh, my number four was the Muppet Show theme song. Uh, my number three was the theme to Game of Thrones. My number two was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And uh, my number one is the Office theme song. 
All right. Um, my number five is Sanford and Son, The Street Beater. Uh, number four is Star Trek Next Generation. Number three is The Office. Number two is Home Improvement. And number one is Seinfeld. Right on, right on. Cool deal. So uh, now we're getting to a uh, segment that we like to call... It's the weekly recommendations, baby. So it's the weekly recommendations. Uh, this is the part of the show where we give you a weekly recommendation on something that's TV, film, comics, books, whatever media we're really into that week. Um, and I'll go first this week. So uh, my recommendation is a TV show that I just started uh, that I said I was going to start for a long, long time. And I'm glad I finally started because I really like it. Like I think we're five episodes in. And that is the show Barry on HBO uh, starring Bill Hader and Stephen Root. Uh, it is is really good Uh, um i think you would really like it blake uh it is very dry very Mm. very dark humor um it's the premise of it is bill Hader. uh this without this is not a spoiler this is basically the basic synopsis of the show he is a retired he came back from being a marine and he kind of feels lost so on and so forth and like a family friend gets him into the business of being a hired killer which is kind of right where immediately off the bat where the show starts and then uh you know in the first episode he gets sent out to la to do a hit and realizes he wants to become an actor and so it uh is this uh really funny dark intermingling of him having to now finally figure out his purpose in life after he's been lost for so long and he thinks it's acting and balancing that part of his life and trying to be a real person and also having to uh continue to be a hired killer and do his job there without you know risking his own life in doing so it is uh very funny i think there's two seasons and i think it's been renewed for a third that's like i said it's on hbo uh it'll be, it'll be on hbo max uh the episodes are only like 25 minutes long. They're short. You'll fly through them. Uh, I'll check that out. Highly recommend it. I think you really, really dig it. If you can sit through that, whatever that show was that has Arrow's brother in it, you, I guarantee you can sit through this. Like the show, the episodes are short, man, because yeah. uh, like between the opening thing they do on HBO and, you know, they always do the after credits thing. The episodes might be 22 minutes long. So oh, okay. yeah, you'll fly through it. But that's my, oh. that's my weekly recommendation. Barry. 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 All right. Mine is not really nerdy. Uh, you know, we're back to work, so now it's just me and the wife watching food stuff. <laughs> uh, there's a show on Netflix called uh, Restaurants on the Edge. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't and seen that, but it looks good. They Well, you know, they had the first season, but they just put the second season on there. Okay. And uh, what it is is these people own restaurants in, like, in these, you know, beautiful locations, nice, you know, like a nice view or whatever. And but their business is failing, so it's kind of like uh, Kitchen Nightmare with Gordon Ramsay. It's just not trashy. Okay. It's not trash TV. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely have to give it a shot I, because I remember so, I watched the trailer for it. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. So you know, these three people go in and uh, they help you know get their business you know, booming and whatever like area they're located in. That's where they go like find like local food and stuff like that. It's pretty good. Right on. Well, cool deal, man. So that's on Netflix. Is Netflix original? That's, yep, Netflix. Restaurants on the Edge. All right on. Well, cool, man. Uh, this, by the way, just so you know, by the time we wrap everything up, 
is going to be our longest episode ever. So, okay. and uh, people think this is long. Wait till they get to the TV cartoon one. Uh, mm-hmm. So, because I, I feel we're going to talk a lot. That's going to be the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm more excited about that one than any one we've ever done. Uh, we're gonna have to come up with some serious parameters on it because it's mm-hmm. it's gonna get, it's gonna get to the point where we end up talking about forty different uh, cartoon theme songs, even though they're not on our list. So, well, uh, I mean, when we started the idea of this podcast, this is the one. This is the one that's ready for, and it's the one that kind of started us doing it because we this mm-hmm. like, oh man, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, what I. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Objectively Subjective. Once again, I'm Paul Jansen. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at my underscore dad underscore life. Uh, you can find my music uh, with Blake as uh, eatlobster.bandcamp.com or you can find our podcast on Instagram at Objectively Subjective Podcast on Twitter at Objectively Sub. And you can also find us on Facebook. Go on Apple. Uh, uh, follow us or subscribe to us, rather. Give us a five-star. You can tell us oh, we have wiener breath. We don't care. Just please give <laughs> us a five-star rating. Type whatever you want. It helps the algorithm. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. So uh, uh, do us a favor, man. A couple of numbers of the last couple of shows actually went back up. So we're actually, I think people are getting back to work and start listening to us a little more. So Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's a good thing. That's the good thing. And uh, so that's me. Uh, and uh, as always, except for one episode so far, with me again is... I am uh, Blake Allen, and you can find me, not me personally, but my band, uh, The Shark Music, The Sharks Music, that's on Instagram. And uh, only other thing I'm going to plug is Echo Garden. I'm going to make sure I plug that this week. Plug it every without week. Being re- i got to plug it every week. It's... Um, so far, I've only like wrote written. in quotes, wrote written one story, but it's it's mostly my wife. You can see why, as he's speaking, why he's only written one. <laughs> yeah, I've only written one story. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't write. I just come up with an idea. But it's mostly my wife. Um, she comes up with the stories. She draws. They're really, really, them. really good. They're really good. And I draw here and there. It's called Echo Garden. It's on Facebook. And hopefully put on something else eventually. Yeah, hopefully coming to other other options too. It's really good, man. If you guys like re- like darker, more somber, uh, sci fi related stuff, it's got it, they're really quick reads. Uh, the stories are well written, well thought out, um, and the the artwork is awesome and unique to kind of give you this mental image of what you're reading. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I've read every episode, every uh, story. I love it. So. Um, I back it too. Echo Garden on Facebook and hopefully come into some other mediums soon. Hopefully. We just got to figure out what. So, uh, next week episode uh, should, might be, might be the TV, uh, the the cartoon theme song. It all depends well, on. Well, let's what... see. What is, what is today? Well, we won't tell people today. That's giving away our secret. Um, uh, sh- today yeah, is, our four today days. is February. So, today is February. So, next week, Next uh, November on our four day, mm-hmm. uh, we should be able to get together during the daytime and mm-hmm. in the time zone that we live in, mm-hmm. and accomplish said feat and hopefully mm-hmm. uh, have it out. And uh, depending on how long it goes, we might split it in two. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, well, if if we don't do the top five or top ten 
animated theme songs. If you don't hear that one next, you will hear the top five Yo Gabba Gabba songs. All right, that's it, guys. That's the show. Right, so, uh, uh, yo, Gabba Gabba. So real quick, real quick side note. I, uh, now that we figured out how to play music, I think it'll be fun to um, – I want to start doing – if you have a song on YouTube – and uh, you're friends of ours, and you have bands, and you would like us to play it, or I'm going to start playing friends' music on the way out. I think that's, that's a, a good idea. Yeah. That's a great idea, actually. I, yeah, so uh, we're going to start this week with a good friend of ours, new track. Uh, uh, his name is J.M. Dominic, and uh, his new track features Lion R.D., and it's called Pacas de 100. We don't speak Spanish. This song is in Spanish, but this shit slaps, so we want to make sure we play it for you guys. And... Uh, Thank you guys for tuning again and enjoy the sweet jam as y'all go out. Aparece para, no nuevo contra ti toita, vas para tu cara, a ver si tu para, una finca de bully, tengo una manada, perfecta cuatada, tragan carbón y me chocan bujía, pase la bala, la pares tu para, te estoy dando a tu jefe y se le echo en la cara, es una malvada, no se me apagan, me lambe los nogras, cuando me lo mama, la pares tu para, cuando huele jerilla misma dispara, son de la fuerza armada, siempre viten de rana, tengo para le chapines, lo hacen de volada, enfundan el acá y llegan a usa sin hacer escala, esa es la meta, si se arma el bobo disparo, con la derecha, la izquierda me afecta, María y Juan, de donde me hoja me tienen a dieta, me caco una fiesta, la chori de una, suelto una teta, si me pongo poeta, me pongo poeta, empecé con cuatro billetes de cien, ahora parezco el burrito Belén, la salga en la llena de oro y la puta gritando mi amén, fui pa' chibuquita, afuera no tengo friend, la historia se acaba cuando uno se muere, soy yo también, yeah. Elevamos el nivel, te llevamos la milla por Chotty por Fey, donde quiera que vaya mi huella de gen, el club lo tiramos de 57. Estoy más cotizado, elevamos el nivel, te llevamos la milla por Chotty por Fey, donde quiera que vaya mi huella de gen, el club lo tiramos de 57. Si no tienen pa' guerrear, mejor no forcen. Dicen que son duros y se cagan si le frenamos de golpe. Ustedes son cobardes como te caché en la corte. Nosotros picantes como los domingos en el norte. Dicen que son calles y no entran en los callejones. Son maleantes de redes, pero les falta cojones. Hablan mierda a mis espaldas, pero de frente me corre. No es lo mismo llamar al diablo que ver que se asome. Entro a la cabina y te cambio el clima. Es como prender un lighter en un charco de gasolina. La mami la amarramos, ferichmo pa' la cabina. La tuya ya le dimos y le crechamos de la lista. Estamos controlando la dos Carolina. Traficando la más pura mercancía. Usando vasos que escriben la high. Pa' que estos novatos vengan y compitan. JM Dominic. Yo soy el tsunami de estilo. Junto a Lion. Bacano Cuts. A cargo de Jaguar. Move back. You know how we do, man. Move back sound.